Potter Who Cast. Boom, boom, boom. I want to say ayo, ayo. Uh, boom, 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 and, and hello. Boom town, boom town. Oh. Oh, boom town, boom town. Do, 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 do. Boom town, boom town. Welcome to Boom Town, Boom Town. Boing, boom Town, Boom Town. Welcome to Boom Town, Boom Town. Welcome to Boom Town. We're gonna boom all the town away. It's a no crown upside down town. We're market this Lithian place. Welcome to Boom Town. <laughs> okay, okay, okay. I think I think we'd get going. <laughs> Um, welcome to Potter Who Cast. We talk about Doctor Who, Torchwood, Sarah Jane Adventures, Kane and Class, Podcast Order, Boomtown. Woo woo. Uh, I'm David, and with me as always is. I'm Michelle, and this is persecution. Why can't you leave me alone? What did I ever do to you? I don't know the rest of the quotes, so I can't, <laughs> can't respond. You tried to kill me and destroy the whole planet. Hello. <laughs> Hello. Far from that. <laughs> um, today we're talking Boomtown. Boomtown. Everybody, Boomtown. Ooh, I want to say AO, AO. Um, aired 4th of June, 2005. May, may uh, June the 4th be with you. Uh, written by RTD. Directed by Joe O'Hearn. We've spoken about both. Um, yeah, um, almost written by someone else, but we'll get to that because it's a bit of a messed up Ooh. little story. Um, yeah, so, whew, five key boom booms, uh, point oh, one. Oh, I did a boom boom in my town. <laughs> okay, <laughs> this is, this is a weird energy. <laughs> um, <laughs> I'm sorry, I'm sorry. No, I'm sorry. point one, uh, they land in Cardiff to silk up the rift, as previously seen, or not even seen, mentioned in The Unquiet Dead. Uh, Rose gets a chance to meet up with Mickey again and they find out that Margaret Slavine survived Aliens of London slash World War 3 and is now Mayor of Cardiff uh, Point 2 the Doctor lets Margaret know he's seen her, he knows she's there it's a bit of a foot chase he notices that the name for her power plant is Blydrug, which is Welsh for Bad Wolf and notes that everything's revolved around Bad Wolf but it's probably coincidence so Nothing to worry about. Uh, Margaret, ho- Mar- Margaret's plan is to let the reactor fail so that then the Earth will be blown up because the rift is underneath the reactor and the explosion will crack it open like an egg and she will ride to safety on a special surfboard she has. Point three, uh, the doctor brings Margaret up for a last meal. Mickey and Rose get a hotel room, but Mickey tells Rose that he's been seeing someone else and they end the relationship. Uh, Jack's in the TARDIS doing nothing for the whole episode. Uh, an earthquake opens a rift and Mark reveals her plan was actually uh, much of the Joker to get caught so that someone else would take the surfboard and she could ride to safety, whatever. Point four, she takes Rose as a hostage. Uh, the doctor opens a panel on the TARDIS. She sees the heart of the TARDIS. She turns into an egg uh, and the rift is closed. Point five, they're going to return the egg. Rose goes to say goodbye to Mickey, but he's gone. So she and Doctor and Jack go off on another adventure. All right. Is this the funniest episode of the first 
See, I think I said that before, but it's just the funniest. I think Unquiet Dead is probably a bit funnier, but there's a the dinner scene between Margaret and the, the dinner doctor scene is pretty funny. Is, <laughs> the, I was watching the dinner scene and I was like, oh, oh, Eccleston, why do you have to leave in like two episodes? That phase he does when Margaret goes, just checking, and he goes, he, he stretches his <laughs> little smile. <laughs> so good. I think it's a. I think it's more. It's a weird episode. I think um, partly because Jack. It, it it feels like Jack wasn't meant to be in it, so he's just, he's in the TARDIS the entire time, kind of chilling out, doing nothing. I also. I'm not quite sure how much the the Rose and Mickey stuff in this is interesting, but I'm not sure how much it works in this episode. Right. Uh, the the highlight here clearly is the stuff with. The Doctor and Margaret Blaine, even though I do have a few problems with that. Um, they do the whole thing here of like, oh, would you, are you, can you look me in the eye and take me to my death? Like, are you going to become just like me? And it's like, not really. You've tried to kill an entire planet twice. So <laughs> it's, it's kind of that whole thing that I don't like when shows do that, where it's like, if you kill, you'll become just like me. They kind of... They kind of skirt around it a little bit by making it more about how she's like, can you look me in the eye and then take me to my execution? You know, because Margaret Blaine can tell that this is not the doctor's way of doing things. The doctor is much more interested in dropping in, fixing the situation and dropping out. You know, not my problem. But yeah, apart from that, the stuff with Blaine is really funny and I like it. Even though I, it ends on a Deus Ex Machina. I like how the, the emotional stuff works here, for the most part. Um, I really just... It's... This weird thing this episode does, it's something that Series 1 does a lot, where it kind of reintroduces new top, well, reintroduces topics and tries to put a new spin on it, but it just does the same thing again. Like, Mickey stuff is just the same thing that happened in Rose... And Aliens in London, it's the same kind of material. Doesn't really go anywhere in terms of their relationship beyond them breaking up. Even though that kind of gets repeated again next season in that kind of trio episodes where Mickey is a companion. I didn't think about that. You're right. You're absolutely it's, right. It is. It's kind. Of, it's it kind of feels like the only thing they can really do with Mickey is that. I also think the scene where they go like, "Oh, bad wolf." All that kind of stuff. It's repeated verbatim uh, next week twice by two different characters as well. It's just kind of it just kind of feels a bit like it's padding up the episode to get to that. Right. Minute run I thing. actually like it more here than in the next episode because here it's kind of like I really enjoyed the way Rusty T. Davis does his uh, season-long arcs, where it's like planting little clues here and there, so that way if you're paying attention, you can sort of guess what it's going to be about in the end. Uh, so I enjoy that scene where they're like, there's this, this is name repeating over history. What does it mean? And then he just goes, eh, probably like a distance, coincidence, whatever. But now that you point that out that they repeat it, yeah. Yeah, it does kind of rob this episode of a bit. It does, it does feel like this episode was built around the idea of what if the doctor meets up with an enemy from a past episode, but now he has to take her to her execution. And then they kind of just fill the space around it. 
they're like, okay, we got to find more stuff to put around it, you know? It does feel like an episode, which it probably was in a way where he, because as I said earlier on, this was almost written by Paul Abbott, who is the creator of Shameless, both the American and the UK one. I think he actually did, did work on the, on the American one as well. Uh, but his script was basically Jack, Rose and the Doctor go to Pompeii. Something happens and Jack learns that Rose was engineered as the perfect companion to the Ninth Doctor. Oh, I hate and this. It's a terrible yeah. idea. Absolutely terrible idea. Fell through because scheduling conflicts more than anything. And oh, then, he, so, <laughs> yeah. So he is to come in and write this whole new episode based around. Okay, what I think it must mean as well, like being like, what do we have? We have a Slovene costume that costs a lot to make. We can throw that one in. We uh we have Cardiff. Let's do Cardiff again. Uh, we have Noel. We can get Noel in to do a, another kind of development, I suppose, on Mickey. We have the rift. We can do the rift again from episode three. It feels like a very like kind of not not so much Frankenstein together idea, but like an episode where it's kind of trading the waters until the finale happens, which they do a lot. I'll give I'll give you this. I'll give you this. I agree with you. That being said, I do think if you took this episode out, a lot would be lost because it does feel like we're catching up with the people we're going to leave behind, in a sense, next week, you know, because next week is Bad Wolf and next week it just goes wild. The episode, the Bad Wolf is just a wild episode, you know, um, it just goes directions you couldn't even expect it to go. And I feel like it's helpful to just touch base just be like all right here here's what here's who mickey remember mickey all right mickey here's mickey and here's mary blaine and here's cardiff and here's the rift and all that just kind of like all right remember this remember this remember this all right good 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 great let's go to the finale plus they had to plant the stuff with the tart heart of tardis somewhere yeah you know it um it starts this trend with the show where it's like kind of breather episode, big finale. Like next year we have you have fear her and you have the big finale. And then they kind of they pull the rug in series three and Utopia feels like the kind of breather and then at the last second it's like, oh it's actually part one of a three part finale. And they do that again for that again for <gasps> series four. It doesn't really work again in series four, I don't think. Uh series five they kind of they don't do that. They go back they go back to this with the lodger. Series six, they kind of do that. They also do a breather because it's closing, it's closing time. time. But then in the closing time, you have like a, a prequel to the finale. But and then the finale is in like one episode. It just feels like a kind of it's a weird tradition to have for a show. Like, well, it's not really that weird of a tradition, but it's kind of a it's it's a nice thing to have. The kind of you know, okay, we're gonna have a nice little romp, and then we'll go into explosions. Right. I don't know. They they bring that back for uh, they bring that back for Capaldi. I think they've been doing it with uh, Jody. Well, well, no, not really because Vila do it. Yeah, it's self first part. Yeah, I think it's a, it's a fun episode, but like it doesn't really know what to do with Jack. It kind of it's juggling a lot of different bits and pieces, and I don't. I think it pulls off a lot. But at the same time, it kind of feels a bit rushed towards the end where where they had to introduce the the Deus Ex Machina, as you said, and the 
kind of resolution to the whole thing. I do like how um, I do like the kind of the way Mickey and Rose get tied up at the end of this episode. The kind of dramatic stuff that happens there. Um, obviously, mm-hmm. it's kind of put to one side in the finale, and then it's picked back up again for series two. Well, I do think I also do think it's important that we have that scene where where they kind of break up if only to have the scene in parting of the ways where uh Mickey when Rose is like there's nothing for me here and Mickey goes all right let's find a way to open up the heart of the TARDIS and all that but yeah i don't know it's it's boomtown woo 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 i say ao ao are you ready for the game oh before we go into the game i do want to ask when is big finish doing the Trisha Delaney box set don't give nick ideas no don't don't give Nick ideas. <laughs> hello, yeah. hello, Trisha. Wait a second. What did you say? Did you just say hello? That's strange. The hello. Where did you get that idea? Oh, it just sounded it sounded normal. You know, it sounded like a cool thing to to say. I've heard it before. Hello. I've heard that lots of times. Everywhere we go, just one word following us. Hello. Uh, it's probably a coincidence. Anyway, yeah, I'm okay there's, with that. there's nothing really else to talk about. So, uh, Look, if you guys, if you listeners think there's something else we haven't talked about, kindly write it in a letter to the BBC and also mention us so we can get free stuff. Um, so, yeah. Tyrus Wiki game every week, we go onto the Tyrus Wiki, find a real life person, place, or thing, quiz the other person on it, quiz the audience as well if you want to be involved. Uh, it's a fun time for all. Uh, this week, it's a, another fictional character. Uh, Rory Williams was the inspiration for this character. Fitz was known to impersonate this character. Yanto Jones was a big fan of this character. And many actors have appeared with and occasionally played the character. Uh, They've been in the show at some point as well. James Bond? It is James Bond. What the hell? Uh, There's another one that Doctor Who hasn't done, another British thing Doctor Who hasn't done. I mean, they did Spyfall... But I'm talking about like Ian Fleming and all that. Yeah, they should. They should just do everything. Also, yeah. Oh my god. Oh my god. Uh listeners, tell David that you want a Patreon so that way I can get him to watch Timeless, which was America's sort of answer to Doctor <laughs> Who. It was a time travel show. And it was really good. I enjoyed it. Um we can do that. We can also do uh, I think we should do the um all the shows ITV made to try and boost the hype of the BBC, like Primeval, which is basically, well, of course, Merlin? there's Merlin on the BBC and there's Atlantis on the BBC. They're kind of the last two big ones. There's Primeval on ITV, which was basically, well, of Torchwood, but with dinosaurs. Um, yeah, <gasps> that last... Torchwood <laughs> with dinosaurs! There's also Demons, which is well, of Torchwood, but with vampires and demons and werewolves. And... Uh, Interesting stuff they try to do that failed pretty pretty much straight away. There's also Wizards vs. Aliens, which was um which actually, funny enough, uh features Margaret Blaine as a witch and Gwendolyn Christie in one of her first roles as an alien. Um very interesting stuff. But anyway. Wizards vs. Aliens. Yeah, that was also Russell D. Davis's uh follow up to Doctor Who. You are making that No, it, it if you look it, it's Big Glass of Two series. It's, um, yeah, we should do that. Um, 
too? Can I do a TARDIS game too? So this is also so technically this character doesn't have an article on the TARDIS Wiki, but they are mentioned in the TARDIS Wiki in an article that is about the thing that features this character. So I will now tell you what this character is. So this character was featured in the webcast. This character are actually three characters who look very much the same, voiced by the same person. This character has been in the 12th Doctor's TARDIS, in the 1st Doctor's TARDIS, and in the 9th slash 10th Doctor's TARDIS. While being in the TARDIS, these three characters, who again look the same and sound the same, visited Coronation Street, and it was there was this, and it was supposed to be a thing for I think the BBC Radio One Online like a special, and it featured a character who, uh, not a character. It featured a presenter, a TV presenter who appeared in Aliens of London. So Andrew Marr was no. You know, oh, so who else? Who were the other other presenters? There was a. Do you want me? I'll I'll, I'll describe the character. Yeah. These three characters, again, they all look the same except for minor variations. They all wear the same clothes. They sound the same. They speak in gibberish language. Their favorite food has the same color as themselves. Oh, it's the Teletubbies. It's not the Teletubbies, is it? No. No. It's four of them. A little bit more modern. More modern. They speak in gibberish. They all look the same. They all dress the same. People are already shouting at their phones right now. Um, oh God! People hate them. People, people, people hate, hate them. them, and they speak in gibberish. And except for kids, except for kids. Oh, what a! I feel like I should know this. Um, they have very normal names, but they are more often referred to by their collective name. I'm completely drawing blanks. Well, um, no, their names are Kevin Stewart and Bob. Oh God, really? Really? Yes, the minions have been <laughs> in the TARDIS. <laughs> I'm sending a picture of the minions in the black and white TARDIS. But you you got to understand, it's not the minions as in the CGI characters. It's people dressed up as the minions like you would see at Universal Studios. Oh, man. Can I say something? Yes. Banana. Banana. Yeah. Oh, the minions. Yeah. Um, I hate the minions. Anyway. Um, no, I'm just kidding. Yeah, I'm, Don't mind the minions. Just, I'm lost for words. Completely, utterly lost for words. How about banana? Banana. Um, banana. If you want to hear people, <laughs> you want to hear people talk. If you want to hear you talk about minions and wizards and maybe aliens as well. I don't know. I've never watched it. Um, where else can people hear, hear you talk about magicians and wizards and all yeah. this stuff? You can hear me talk about all those things in Full Metal Analysts, a podcast dissecting Full Metal Alchemist Brotherhood episode by episode. Uh, cannot really promise you aliens. They don't really show up. But wizards, though, we do have wizards. You can find that wherever you listen to, wherever you find your podcasts. Uh, if you want to just follow me, though, you can follow me at Michelle Lichand. That's M-I-C-H-E-L-L-I-C-H-A-N-D on Twitter. Um, you can also follow us at PotterHooCast. Um, banana thank you for listening uh, you can find us on iTunes Spotify and Google Play I'm still recovering from the Minions well um, please leave us a review about the Minions or about I don't know <sighs> Nick Briggs maybe do you think the 12th Doctor would um, 
would like the minions. I think everyone's like kind of middle-aged uncle who loves the minions. I think he probably would as well. Um, Clara, the minions. <laughs> I love them. I love the minions. Banana. Somebody please edit that photo of, of the 12th Doctor pointing at the camera, but he's pointing like a banana and going banana. Cara, banana. Uh, uh, next time, game shows, old friends, and a change of face. Thank you for listening. Yeah. Thank you. Yeah, yeah. I can't wait to talk about that. Oh, um, yeah. Don't forget to uh, pick me up on Transmat when you go talk about yeah, that. Episode, I'll, okay? I'll make sure I do. Um, if you get if you All get right. shot into a, a game show, I'm sorry. It's it's not my it's not my, my fault. I, I can't use the tech yet, you know. I don't think it's gonna happen. Don't worry oh, about yeah, it. I'll be fine. Um thank you for listening. Always remember it's just a coincidence. <laughs> <laughs>